Hi, and welcome to Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, founder and CEO of Wealthy Woman Lawyer. Wealthy Woman Lawyer is a company that helps women law firm owners scale their law firm businesses from six to seven figures in gross annual revenue. We do that by sharing with you our nine-step framework for creating a profitable, sustainable, wealth-generating law firm business, and by guiding you through the process every step of the way. Learn more by visiting www.wealthywomanlawyer.com, by following us on Instagram at Wealthy Woman Lawyer, or by joining our free Facebook group. Today, I want to introduce our sponsor, Noble Marketing. Over the last four years, Noble Marketing has tracked more than 250 law firms and discovered 60 to 80% of new client calls were generated through Google My Business and Google Ads. Basically, you need to be on Google and Noble Marketing can help. I recommend them because they have an incredible guarantee. Your campaign will be profitable in three months or less, or they will work for free for an additional three months. If they fail after a total of six months, they'll refund your entire investment, including ad spend. If you use more qualified leads, I encourage you to reach out to Ronnie Beaver at noblemarketing.co. Mention you heard about them here on the Wealth Room Lawyer Podcast, and Noble Marketing will waive your setup fee instantly saving you up to $2,500 or more. And now, on with our show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. I'm super excited about our guests today. Of course, I'm super excited always when I have guests on because it's so fun. But this particular guest is somebody I've been wanting to interview for a really long time because I've been following her work since day one. And that's Andrea Sager. Andrea is the CEO and founder of Legalpreneur. Uh, so if you're a, a lawyer, in at least in my circle, I know you've heard about Legalpreneur. It's a legal tech startup that focuses on uh, providing affordable legal services to businesses of all sizes. While working at a corporate firm, Andrea noticed a gap in the legal industry. No one was catering to really the small, innovative startup brands that were dominating her social media feeds. And as a serial entrepreneur, she knew firsthand the importance of building a business with a solid legal foundation. However, she also knew that many new businesses simply do not have the funds to hire lawyers and have their own lawyer. Uh, that realization led to the development of Legalpreneur and because legal services should be accessible to everyone, she wanted to create something that would make that possible. In addition to running her company, Andrea is a mom of two in Houston, and she's passionate about all things health, wellness, poker, and business. And we're going to jump in and talk about all of that. So Andrea, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Yay. So why don't you start out by telling me you, tell me when you started your journey as a lawyer. Did you always know you wanted to be a lawyer or was this something that you know, later in life, you said, you know, I think I'll go to law school and become a lawyer. Yeah. So I didn't always know that I wanted to be a lawyer. I just grew up knowing I want to make a lot of money. And then in college, I just thought, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer and make a lot of money. And not knowing that really being the business owner is what makes you the money. But Growing up, I didn't know any lawyers or entrepreneurs. My parents are retired from the post office. And so they had, I mean, they had no guidance for me. They just always told me, and I believed them when they said, you can 
legitimately do anything you want and always, you know, encouraged me to go to college and just do bigger things. And so that's what I did. And I, that's what I tried to do. And when I was in college, I actually was in the army and I was supposed to be active duty. And because of that, I did. So I did ROTC. I commissioned as an officer and I call, I got what they call an educational delay to go to law school, but I was actually supposed to be an active duty officer. However, my, who is now my ex-husband, he ended up being active duty. So they allowed me to like, not basically long story short, didn't have to serve active duty. And luckily I got the big firm job out of law school. And so I'm thinking I'm set for life. I, you know, got the big firm job. I was like, I'm going to be married to my job. This is going to be great. I'm never gonna have to think about money again. And little did I know that was not the case. I remember, (laughs) I remember starting at the big firm the first week I was there and it just hit me all of a sudden. I mean, I did my summer internship, but that first week I so vividly remember sitting there in my office and watching all of these old white men in three-piece suits walking down the hallway, (laughs) getting ready for retirement. And I was like, oh my gosh, they've been here since they were my age. And in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot be sitting at this desk for the next 40 years of my life. And so from literally the first week, I was like, how do I get out of here? But we had (laughs) our son who is now five. He was eight months old when I started. My ex-husband was started staying home with our son at that time. So I was the only one making money. And I had another small business that I sold as soon as I started at that firm. And really what it, it really just came about organically. A lot of those business owners that I met from my other business, it was a clothing boutique. They would reach out to me like, hey, I need help with this. I need help with this. Can you help me file a trademark? And I'm thinking the firm's going to love me because I'm a first year associate. I'm bringing in business. And I was like, this will be my place in the firm. I'm just a rainmaker. And most of the time, the clients couldn't afford the rates. But finally, I had somebody that said, Andrea, I don't care how much it is. I just want to work with you and I need to get a trademark done as soon as possible. And I'm like, great, like we can do this. And I'm, I was excited. And I had a partner tell me, he was like, we, he told me this to my face. We do not want small businesses. They're not quality clients. And in that moment, it hit me. And and I think a lot of us have these defining moments in life when we realize, Hey, I'm meant to be on a different path. And that was it for me. It hit me. I said, I have to, get out of here. Like I'm from that moment forward, I was planning my exit because I saw this consistent flow of small businesses that needed some help and they didn't have anybody to go to. They didn't know who to go to. A lot of them would go to, you know, whoever their dad sent them, like their dad's lawyer for whatever. Right. right. And they didn't understand. I can't tell you. So anyways, I started, I, I started my firm, I think a month and a half after that incident. I launched my firm and I'm not going to say it was always definitely not always smooth sailing, but luckily that night I had, I, I, that night that I put, I remember posting in a Facebook group, I was like, Hey, I'm finally out on my own. I have my own law firm. I can help you with, you know, trademarks, copyrights, whatever you need. And cause I was still trying to find my place and mm-hmm. I had my first trademark client that night and and Andrea Sager Law was born. <laughs> yeah, that's a great and, story. That's a great story. 
I want to touch on the incident that you had because I find that really interesting. When I worked for, I worked for a large law firm. At the time, I was not a lawyer. I was the marketing manager for a large law firm, and they the the partners. You know, I had a lot of access to the name partners because I was doing all the marketing for everybody, and um, I was on the marketing committee. And I remember one of the name partners said to me, "We do not want." We don't care about business development from associates because we want them in here working and we're going to be like in the back, keeping them in the back room, throwing them meat. And they're just supposed to just grind out. And they didn't want uh, new associates to get started on business development until they were seasoned and older because they said they are not going to bring in the type of clients that we want. Just what Mm -hmm. you said, right? The very, and that is, that's typical of big, big law. But that leaves, for those of us who are entrepreneurs like you and I are, we know that leaves a big gap because there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are small potatoes and they're mom and pops and they may never get to be huge, but that doesn't mean that they don't have a lot of legal needs. They probably have more legal needs. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So how long was it before you decided that you needed to even be more dialed in and efficient in sort of serving this population. Yeah. So because I had a a small business before, I kind of knew the marketing game and I knew from the outset, okay, I want to grow my audience. I want to get in front of more people. And I knew when I first launched, I was like, okay, I think I know this is what they're going to need. And at the beginning, what I thought that was, was a huge push on trademarks and copyrights, which was later refined to mainly just trademarks. And so I kind of led with what I thought. And then I listened to the clients and what they were needing. And soon enough, 80% of our revenue was coming from trademark matters. And what happened then was those clients would come back and ask for more help with contracts or entity filings. And so I, from there, I kind of refined our core, what I call our core offerings. And then what I realized very quickly was these, just like you said, they need more help. These small business owners, they need more education because they, they don't know what they need. A lot of small business owners know they need legal help, but they don't know exactly what they need and they don't know why they need it because a small business owner, they're not going to know what to look for a lot. I can't tell you how many times clients ask me like, Hey, is this infringement or is this okay to do? And so really it's a matter of educating the entrepreneurs, the small business owners. And so very quickly I came up with the philosophy for us is that, Hey, we educate everything for free. Like we will teach you everything you need to know. And then when it comes to how to do it or doing it for you, that's when we're going to make our money. Because I, I remember, um, I think I learned this from Ramit Sethi. Uh, he's the author of I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And yes. I remember reading his first, I, the first edition of his book back in 2010. And so I've been a longtime follower of his. And he always used to teach, lead with, like give, like, teach everything for free because that's how you gain the trust of your clients. So I have always done that. And I attribute that a lot of that to our success because clients don't know what they need. And instead of them wanting to, they they don't want to work with an attorney that's like, Hey, hire me for a trademark. 
so they hear from those attorneys and then they hear from us. They're like, hey, this is what a trademark is. This is how a trademark protects your business. This is how a trademark can actually make you money. Like, oh, I want that. Right, right, right. Absolutely. I had, I remember when I started my virtual firm in 2011, I had had a firm before that. And then I sold out and started one. I was, I decided, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to focus just on business, small businesses. And I was doing estate planning still. And I was going to this networking meeting with a lot of small businesses there. And we had this hot seat where people would get up, you know, and they talk about what they did. And every week I was getting up telling people what I did. And then one day I was on the hot seat and I said, you know, I, I said, I am, you know, I, I don't remember exactly how I said it, but it was like, I'm a business lawyer. So I help you with writing contracts and doing things like that to protect you. So you don't wind up in litigation. I did not do litigation at the time, nor did I have an interest in it. And one of the people said to me, so what I hear from you is that you want money now. You want my money now. And then you're not going to be there for me when things go wrong. And I thought about just the lack of like understanding. I wasn't communicating the value of what I was providing. And they were, so they had their own, their own stories that they were telling themselves. So it's that it goes back to, if you're not telling the right story, then they're going to fill in the gaps with whatever their history is and bring it to the table. So what you're doing is you're really weaving a story and telling a story around through your education around what it is that's necessary if you want to own and operate a small business. Because now more than ever, people are starting businesses. They're reading all these articles about how great it is to have your own business. And so you have a whole lot of people who have no idea what they're doing and can get into a legal quagmire very quickly. And so the education is a place for them to to go. Absolutely. Yeah. The education has been huge for us. And so now we have a pretty decent following on TikTok and that's just solely from education. And it's just learning. It's And we haven't, I mean, I definitely have not always nailed down the education. I remember really what came when this came about was, I think it may have been my first year. I was, I, I created a course about trademarks and copyrights. And I, of course, I had these huge plans. Like I'm going to, because at that point, I mean, everybody was talking about, you know, launching a course and making six figures from this launch. And so I had like all these big plans and I had somebody helping me create a, it was like a VA. And after, I mean, we sold a few, but it was definitely nothing what I wanted. And we kind of had a breakdown meeting to, you know, break down the numbers and, you know, the messaging. And she was like, Andrea, I think part of the messaging is people don't know why they need it. Like, clearly, you know what you're talking about when it comes to trademarks and copyrights, but there's a disconnect because people don't understand why they need it. She's like, I know why, because I, I, you know, I'm in here, I'm creating this, I'm deeper into it than they are, but there's a messaging disconnect. And from that moment forward, I was like, yeah, like they're not educated to, to the point to where they know what they need and why they need it. And so we've, I've just broken from then on, I've just kind of broken it down what I call our core three for small businesses and just educate, educate, educate. And then because we've educated them, they trust us and now they use us for whatever they need. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So you, 
I remember a post that you made at one point, it was a blog you wrote or something where you hit, you were very close to half a million dollars, like in one year. I don't yeah. know if you did that year one with legalpreneur or what, what, so tell me about that. Fill, fill in the gaps for me. Yeah. So I launched my firm. It was like the end of April, early May, 2018. And I, I launched it then, but we, very slow year. Um, wasn't really all in at that point. We moved across the country. I studied uh, for the Texas bar exam and actually forgot to turn in my essays. So it did not get scored. Um, oh my God. So that happened that summer. <laughs> um, and then after I took the bar exam, I um, started really picking it up and I started um, pushing, you know, pushing for a lot of podcasts. And so that first, like from April, May in 2018 on, I think I brought in that year 60 to 70,000, but my first full year of business, I brought in $430,000. And I, I always, so that's a huge number. I like looking back now, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. For the first year, that is crazy. Yes. And I remember at the time, my goal was actually 500,000. And so there was part of me that was like, oh, I didn't hit my goal. But looking back, I realized this, I think a year ago, I've never actually hit a financial goal of mine, um, which I think is kind of cool because I just actually set these outlandish goals and then I just come <laughs> short of them. So it's still like, holy shit, like I just made all this money. I told I just my clients this huge that. Thing. Yes. Yeah, I told my clients that I said, do the big audacious goal, do a stretch goal, like not so ridiculous that you're like, oh, we'll never achieve that. But mm-hmm. enough of a stretch that if you fall short, if you were to set the goal that's first in your head and you achieve that, you'd be, okay, that was great. But if you stretch goal and then you go above that original goal that's in your head, even if you don't meet your stretch goal, you've made a lot more money. So you're not leaving money on the table mm-hmm. by setting yourself a stretch goal. So you actually feel better because even if you don't achieve the goal, you have made more than you would have from your first inclination, which is that reasonable yeah you know, the reality goal that we're going to set. Right. So that's, that's so wonderful. What do you think was the key to you? So you had your law firm, did you ever, so you started out practicing kind of one-on-one and then you Mm -hmm. decided we need to go with this sort of model where we're providing products. We're Mm -hmm. actually giving bundles of products and, and, and courses and things like that. So it's, it's a lot more education, but also service. Right. Um, at what point did you decide the legalpreneur model was the one the one you wanted to do? Yeah, so that came about when we launched it right after COVID hit. And right before COVID hit, I was thinking about this model. Um and the even so this was 2020 and i was wanting to go all in with legalpreneur then and sell my firm because I, I mean ever since i think yeah i think it was 2020 i mean i've had people trying to buy my firm and i so many times i've come close and it just never went through um and each time i was just like oh, i'm just not ready i'm just not ready and finally i'm actually in the middle of closing a, the deal right now to actually sell it um and i am going through with that because it it actually is time to to not sell have your law actual firm. law firm, Andrea Sager Law and Associates. Yes, not legal not the legal. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So, 
at this point, what I was realizing, so we had a really good hold on the education component. We we're just uh, constant inbound leads. And I always told people like, hey, we're very middle of the road. We're not the cheapest. We're definitely not the most expensive. Very middle of the road. And I was very happy with where our prices were. But even then, I saw clients not being able to afford it, but absolutely needing it. And really what when it came about, uh, the first product was contract templates. And what had happened a number of times was clients would come to us and like, hey, I'm launching a course. I need a course contract. And so I would take them through my process of drafting the contract for them. And they literally had no idea what they needed. So they just ended up using my template. And in my head, I'm like, well, this is great for me because I'm obviously making more money than just selling them a template. But I know there's more people out there that need these templates. So after seeing that happen a number of times, I decided, okay, it's time to start a separate company selling these contract templates and selling. And of course, at the time I was like, okay, we're going to start with the templates. Then we're going to like do all these other things. And I didn't think it was going to take a, a, a number of years, but it, it did, which divine timing. So start, launched the con. it was the contract vault. We launched that and then um, slowly started building that from there. And we had our, so our legal preneur membership is our signature product that gives clients all access to an attorney. And that was launched. Um, that was actually launched in the law firm 2019. Um, and we just now put that in the legal preneur company a year ago. Um, basically at the end of 2021 early 2022, we transitioned that, we launched an app and everything, but really seeing how more clients needed the resources because they still couldn't afford our, our rates. That's really when Legalpreneur came about. Right, right. And for Legalpreneur, you have kind of a bigger vision with that as well. So the getting, yeah. so selling the law firm is part of allowing you to sort of focus on this bigger vision for legalpreneur. So why don't you give us an idea of kind of what your bigger vision is? I say that yeah. because I know you've just come <laughs> off of a live event and you have a book yeah. coming out. So I want to hear all about like the. Yes, we have very, very big dreams for legalpreneur. So it was actually last year. So meanwhile, I, um, September 2020, I decided to step away from my marriage. It was not fulfilling. Basically, we were in two different books. And I didn't realize at the time how, like, I knew I was kind of being held back, but I didn't realize to what extent. And so stepped away from that. I didn't realize, like, even though I was the one walking away, I didn't realize how crazy things would be for the next year or so. Um, so, uh, did a lot of healing work, a lot of just figuring out, you know, who am I? What do I want? And mind you, at this point, I was making a million dollars in the law firm a year, working maybe 20 hours a week. And things were easy. Things were great. But I was I was no longer motivated by the law firm. And I, I'm in a business mastermind. And the last meetup last year in 2021, 
I almost didn't go. I had told so my business mentor, Chris Harder, I had already told him, I was like, hey, I'm not going to go. I just have too much going on. And he was like, okay. He's like, I really think you should be here. It's going to be really, really beneficial for what you're doing. And at the time, Legalpreneur still was just like our templates. It, we had a trademark course that we launched. It, it wasn't what it is now. And so I so I wasn't going to go to this meetup. And literally within two days, my best friend, who's my COO, she uh, she found out her dad passed away. And then my other best friend literally the next day called me and told me he found out his son had cancer. And so I literally I was just in a matter of like 48 hours. I was like, what is going on? I need to get away. And because there was nothing I could do for either of my friends, like they were having to deal with this stuff on their own. And I was like, I need a trip. And I was like, oh, I have a trip booked. Let me just go to the mastermind meetup. And I went uh, and you can ask people that were there. They can tell you like my transformation throughout the week. I show up and I'm like, look, I'm here. And because at this point with the law firm, I was just like, I'm unmotivated. I, but it's, you know, obviously it's good money, but I, I just don't know what's next for me. But I, you know, I just at that point, I was feeling like I was done with the law firm. So I go to this mastermind meetup and it was basically a perfectly curated week to realize, wow, this is what I meant to go all in with. Because I remember Chris was talking about, um, he was like, a lot of you are actually sitting on something great and you're holding yourself back. You're selling yourself short. And so he, the week was built on talking, having a lot of investors come in, actually talking about building a business to sell. And so he actually made us do a, shark tank pitch competition and we got in groups and like certain people pitched and my group had picked me to pitch and I was like holy shit like I've been sitting on it the entire time like it is now time to go all in with legalpreneur and so I saw the vision for it back when I launched it but then you know I decided to go through a divorce instead but now (laughs) it's finally coming to the forefront and what was really beautiful was I I had done so much healing the whole year before that and I realized the reason I was no longer motivated with the law firm. I Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Yes. So I'm an Enneagram three high achiever, like always achieving and healing, like all the childhood trauma and everything. I realized like everything I had achieved up to that point was to gain the love of others. And including my law firm, I was building and building and building to try and gain a love from my ex-husband that I was never going to get. And so once I reconciled that, I just realized like, this is why I'm no longer motivated with the law firm. And I uh, actually can go all in with legalpreneur and build this and achieve what I want to because I want to, not because I'm trying to achieve anybody else's love. It's because I want to and because I can. And so a year ago, we decided to go all in with Legalpreneur, and now we have a goal to sell for a billion dollars. The thing, so in five to ten years, not happening tomorrow, but <laughs> <laughs> eventually, we're going to sell for at least a billion dollars. And so, we're taking obviously the Legalpreneur membership, which is our signature product. We're building a, another version, a smaller version of it. And now what we're creating, our big project for the end of 2022, early 23, is an attorney certification program to certify legalpreneur attorneys to teach them, A, how to serve clients the way we found success in serving them, 
B, how to truly run a business, because we've learned a lot of attorneys actually don't know how to run a business and we're handing them clients. So we're getting the clients for them and we're handing them the clients that they can now serve. So it's going to be a two way, essentially a marketplace. Um, and we're also going to be creating legalpreneur payments, which is going to be our own payment processor. We're um, our big thing is going to be guaranteeing against chargeback protection. And so a lot of clients that we see, um, it's not chargebacks honestly are not that big of a deal, but it is a huge fear in the minds of clients. And so if we found like, hey, if we can just take this fear from them and guarantee like, hey, even if you get this chargeback, if you can prove, you know, all the things that the credit card people ask to prove and they still deny you and you're actually using our contract templates, you're doing all the things that we're teaching you and telling you, then no matter what, you're going to be guaranteed against that chargeback. Wow. Well, that's powerful because I know it's a huge fear in the coaching, in the coaching yeah. community, in the coaching world. You've serviced somebody. I've heard of, uh, you know, I, ha I had a colleague who delivered all year long and then had somebody charge back and, and didn't tell her. So that was a huge yeah. chunk. You imagine an annual uh, private coaching experience. Yeah. Uh, brutal. Um, I, I want to go back a little bit. I know, I know you're selling the law firm, so you've kind of left that behind, but before we move away from it, I want, oh, I would love it if you would share, because I know a lot of our audience wants to hear, they heard that little part of, yeah, we got it to a million and, and this is all happening really fast. Like, pe yeah. I, people don't, I don't know if people realize that, but like those of us who are in the business world, who've been doing this for a long time. I think a lot of people through the pandemic have experienced things really fast, um, certainly in the online space. But in your law firm, I'd love to know, I'd love for you to share with the audience how you think you were able to scale to a million dollars so quickly in terms of getting the clients. Like what marketing initiatives yeah. did you have? Uh, so... One of the big things I think was actually marketing. I think a lot of attorneys think like, oh, if I hang my shingle, they're going to come. But no, you right. actually have right. to market. And so I went into my law firm with the mindset of, hey, I'm a business first. Not like I'm not trying to be the best attorney. I'm trying to be the best business owner. And not that I'm not trying to be a good attorney, but there's a very, very, very big difference there between trying to be the best attorney because it it actually doesn't matter if you are the best attorney in the world if you don't have clients. And so I always went with the mindset like, hey, I am going to put forth the effort to have as many clients as I can and I will figure out the law stuff as I go along. And that's what I did. I So my first big thing was really pitching podcast and really getting in big with those. I like I like to call them business influencers, but people with an audience. And so my big goal was, hey, I, I want to build my audience. I want to build my email list. And that's what that that was really our big push to get a lot of clients. And it worked. Um, I and I, and I don't want to say like, hey, my legal skills weren't up to snuff. There was a new. Um, hey, sorry to interrupt. We'll get back to the episode in just a few seconds. While I have your attention, I wanted to be sure that you know about the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. If you are a woman law firm owner on a mission to grow your law firm business into a wealth generating machine without working yourself into the ground to do it, 
then I invite you to check out the league. The league members meet each week to discuss law firm growth strategy, share practical tips and advice, and support each other in their growth journey. Plus, I'm there to help guide the conversation and provide laser coaching support. Also, you have access to my exclusive million-dollar law firm growth framework to learn everything you need to know to transform your solo or small law firm into a booming, thriving, profitable, and sustainable law firm business. We cover it all. Mindset, marketing and sales, systems, time, talent, and money mastery, all for one-tenth of what my private coaching clients pay to work with me. Get one additional client and you'll quickly make back your investment. Of course, we deliver a whole lot more than one new client. Be sure to check out all the details, including success stories from other women law firm owners just like you at www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash league. And now back to our show. Uh, a new study or not study, but a new ranking published, which a lot of the like trademark attorney rankings are like, hey, top law firm for applications filed. But there was a new one published that actually took all the data into consideration. And it was like, as far as uh, applications filed versus registered, you know, successful uh, responses to office actions. And I never ever cared about those lists. And I, I've never applied for any of them. But this one, they actually analyzed all the data. And out of 50,000 trademark attorneys, I was actually number 27. And wow. I was like, wow, like I'm wow. actually really proud of that. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. And I think it, I know it's really easy to get lax and repetitive in our practices, especially if you only are doing estate planning or only doing trademarks. And so you think you know the answer, but very early on, I just saw a lot of these small business owners, like they just needed somebody to give them a chance. They just needed somebody to work with them. So there was a lot of, matters that I took on that a lot of other attorneys wouldn't take on. I had so many people that they're like, Hey, I talked to this attorney and they said it wasn't worth it. And I looked, I'm like, Hey, like it may actually take some extra work, but I think we can get this approved. So if you're going to, if you can trust in me that, Hey, this may take some extra time. Like I think this is going to work. And so luckily I had a number of clients that, you know, believed in me and trusted me. And we won a lot of things that we were actually surprised that we won. Um, and some days, you know, some days we did lose things or like we definitely should not have lost that. Um, but I think it's really going above and beyond for the client because at the end of the day, we're all human and we want to be seen and heard. And so actually taking that empathy and those, you know, human intelligence skills to your clients, like that goes a long way. And so first, like, our, the big thing was getting an audience. Once we had the the audience and the clients, it was really treating them as human beings and seeing them and hearing them. And then just referral after yeah, referral. I think, I think that's a huge piece that a lot of law firm owners miss. Certainly I see it in some of the discussions on social media of sort of complaining about the clients and, you know, coming on and telling some client's story and and I do think that there is a piece there there's an opportunity missed of above and beyond service because especially now we live in such a world where it's hard to find good service everywhere you go you're frustrated because you're dealing with people who don't want to be there don't want to be in their job and so whether it's an airline or a restaurant or whatever a doctor where you can't get an appointment for a year 
you know, there's a lot of this kind of lack of service. So I do think people are missing the opportunity of providing that boutique high-end service, that that service where we're really paying attention to mm-hmm. what the clients are saying and responding to them in kind. Uh, I recently had an experience myself where I had a negative experience with somebody that I've just hired to do something and I paid them a lot of money and I emailed like three people, including the lady who owns the firm who sold me on the service. And I've heard back from the, the lowest person on the totem pole and that the owner of the company has yet to come back to me. So of course that's in the back of my mind and I'm going, Hmm, you know, would I, what, what review will I leave for this person? What yeah. will I tell other people? Because I'm, I, you know, I had somebody email me who said, Hey, I had this experience. It wasn't great. So I think there are missed opportunities for not really treating people as human beings on the other side, whose money is valuable to them. Right. Right. I mean, and that's small business owners have that finite amount of money and that's valuable to them, you know? Yeah. And that's honestly one of the things that we're going to be teaching in the legalpreneur attorney certification, because what I realize is going through my own healing journey, like these actually aren't things that we're taught. And it's literally sometimes just as simple as fully here, like being present when hearing out the client and having them like give this, even if you know, like it doesn't matter them giving me these details, like clients literally just want to be heard and feel seen. And so it's just maybe sometimes just as small as actually hearing them out and saying, wow, like, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Let's see how we can get this handled. I can't tell you how many, and so many times that I've actually dropped the ball on something and the next phone call with the client like of course I'm dreading it because I'm like waiting on them to like chew me out but you know you you just still take the empathy and you know take the you know have the bigger I can't think of what I'm trying to say take the high road and say look I totally dropped the ball here and I'm so sorry about that and this is how I'm going to make up for it like some attorneys in that situation they're they just ignore it. They just like try to sweep it under the rug and you just have to take ownership of everything. And that really just goes a long way. And that's, it sounds so simple. And it's, I've talked to some people that are like, you're really going to teach that in the certification. I'm like, yeah, like, unfortunately I was never taught a lot of this stuff. Like I actually had to learn this. So I know if I had to learn this, other people have to learn this as well. Yeah, yeah. We have those discussions a lot in the league, in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League, where we're, we're, you know, they're learning, everybody's learning business skills and how to grow their business. And we have a lot of those kinds of discussions of how to handle, you know, situations. And it's so important that customer service piece, that client service piece is an unmet opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if somebody feels like you're their attorney, that that's going to be a lifetime loyalty that you can get and yeah. your, the referrals that come from that. Um, before we run out of time, I want to cover some other things though. And one of them is you just came off of a live event. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the live event and then tell us about your book that's coming out, I think in January, is it launching in January? Yes. Yes. So last year I had two things that were on my heart and I, it was so crazy. Like I never, ever thought about doing these things, but that was number one, hosting a live event and number two, writing a book. So the event at first, it was called Legalpreneur Live. And the idea behind it was, hey, we are a company founded on legal education, 
legal services. And most people view that as scary and intimidating. But in order to break down that barrier, we're going to host a conference and that lets people see like, hey, like, yes, we mean business, but we also like to have fun and we want to help you grow your business because if you're not in business, then we don't have clients. So (laughs) very quickly, I learned, okay, people think this is only for attorneys and it's for anybody. It was, you know, we had attorneys there. We had any type of business owner there and that so we renamed it to dream bigger and that was because i realized chris harder helped me realize like hey i'm actually not dreaming big enough and so we renamed it to dream bigger that stuck really well um and so we hosted that last week oh it was incredible i can't tell you how many people literally came up to me and even since have dm'd me and they're like that event has changed my life and i'm like oh yay so you went from attending an event that changed your life to hosting an event that changed your life within the span of a year. Yes. And I, I honestly wasn't expecting people to be like, wow, this changed my life. I just wanted people to walk away and be like, oh, my business is my business. And I am going to be better because of this, but people were just so moved. And I think a lot of it is just realizing there is so much more for us. And uh, what I kept talking about is like, Hey, if you're feeling this, like you're feeling this, Hey, there's something more to life for me. Like this can't be it. Like this event is for you. And uh, so many people are like, yes, like that's exactly where I am. And it just makes my heart so happy because so many people walked away and they're like this 100% changed my life. How many attendees did you have? So we had speakers. Yeah. So we had about 70 in the room and we want to grow this to hopefully be an annual conference and just continue growing and breaking down the barrier of having legal be scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Your, um, and, and that's a good, that's a good size event for your first event like that. That's, I mean, for, yeah, I don't know if was... people who've ever thrown events realize what it takes to get butts in chairs. And get people to commit not because easy. people had to travel. Some people yep. travel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, before we talk about your book, I do want to go back and touch on one thing. With your now, you are licensed in Texas and where else? I'm actually only licensed in Ohio. Um, oh, in Ohio. So l- listen to this one. So this always threw people for a wrench. So I lived in Kentucky, went to school in Kentucky, but I worked in Cincinnati, so I got licensed in Ohio. And then I moved to Texas, which is why I did the federal trademarks. And I so for a while, I did have an attorney that worked for me that was licensed in Texas, because obviously a lot of people thought I was licensed there. Um, But I remember the first call to like my getting my first malpractice insurance. He was like, wait, so you have a Kentucky phone number, you're licensed in Ohio, (laughs) but now you live in Texas. And I was like, so the malpractice carrier is like, this is sketch. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, I just want to make sure I have this right. And I was like, yes. I was like, I promise I'm only practicing federal matters. And so, and honestly, that's why we're creating um, the legalpreneur attorney certification, kind of like that network, because a lot of small business attorneys, a lot of those solo attorneys, I want to create the network that essentially the big firms have who are licensed in Ohio, but because they have an office in New York, they tell like they pre- they do whatever the client needs in New York, right. even if they've never met the the attorney. You're trying in to New expand York. your network of resources, right? 
He, well, right. I want to ask you because I because the contracts is what comes to my mind is how are you you have people from all over because the internet's everywhere mm-hmm. pulling mm-hmm. these contracts and so how do you kind of ensure that that works for them where they live? So for our contract templates, we tell them, hey, this is industry best practices. You want to have a local attorney in your state or country review them. We so the legalpreneur right now we serve clients in the u.s canada europe and mexico um and always expanding and with uh so even for the international we've had a number of international clients like hey will this work in my country and i tell them hey it's a great starting point but have a local attorney review it for you yeah yeah yeah, I wanted to be clear on that. So people listening, the attorneys listening would you know, sort of understand that. So before we wrap up, tell us, you 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 do have, a, I've mentioned your book a couple of times. Yes. What's the name of your book? What's it going to be about? Give us the scoop on it. When's yeah, it coming so out? <laughs> like I said, I was, last year I was feeling very called to write a book. There's, I, I mean, I don't, we did our research. I don't believe there's any book out there like it. It's called Legalpreneur, the business owner's guide to legally protecting your business. There's no really legal guides or books out there for small business owners. They're all just textbooks and nobody wants to read that. So it's really teaching putting all of our free education in one place because our if any I tell people I'm like hey if you want to learn about this like go listen to the podcast go to TikTok Instagram go to our blog like it's all out there for free but now I'm like hey I think we need to write a book to compile it concisely in one place and really weave in stories examples from clients and really easy to understand like how to's. And so that's exactly what the book is. It's legitimately a guide to legally protecting your small business. And so that's going to be launching in January. Super excited about that. Um, One thing I'm actually really excited about as well is we've been doing a lot of partnerships with nationwide insurance. And so I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping there we're talking right now about possibly having them sponsor, um, like the book launch party, having more resources, you know, back and forth between them to help um, small business owners get insurance and getting those that are already insured, you know, legal questions answered. So hoping to take that partnership with the book to the next level. Good. Well, congratulations on being an author. Uh, I, I understand the amount of work that goes into that. My first book took me years to get done because I had so many pieces and parts and stops and starts. Mm -hmm. And then finally it took somebody just to say, okay, you just need to sit butt in chair and get this thing done. By the time I wrote the first book, I was already on to the next, to next, to next. And so to me, it was, you know, not, not where I was at that time, but it is always wonderful to provide those levels of education. So there's the, somebody who has $20 to spend can get answers if they will take the time to sit and read the book. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. and then those who want to go a little deeper or learn in a different way, then you have resources available for that and so on and so forth, you know? So I think that, I think that is a wonderful way to sort of serve people is to offer a lot of different options. And Mm -hmm. so you're between your book, your podcast, all those things, plus your courses and your templates and 
you know, and you're speaking and the conference, all those things. It sounds like that you're yeah. doing a lot of that. You, you do have the vision. So we're going to be cheering on, cheering you on and watching. It seems to me that the legalpreneur has been around for longer than you said. So when you started talking about dates, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it hasn't really, you've done that in a very short period of time. So definitely something you should be very proud of. And I know you are. Thanks so much for being here Thank and you. sharing with us today. I hate that we're uh, about out of time, but tell us how people can connect with you if they want to, where they can look out for updates and get on your mailing list and all that stuff. Yeah. So right now, if you want to pre-order the book, it's thelegalpreneur.com slash legalpreneur book. And if you have any questions, just want to connect. I love talking to attorneys that have questions because what I've learned is so many attorneys, they also need help. You may be great at your craft, but you may not be great at running a business. And so I love just helping out when I can. So my email is Andrea at andreasager.com. And you can follow along on Instagram at Andrea Sager Law. Great. Thank you so much, Andrea. I appreciate it. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. If you have, we invite you to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. The more five-star reviews we have, the more women law firm owners will be able to positively impact. Your thoughts and opinions are so important to us. If you are a woman law firm owner who wants to scale your law firm to a million dollars or more in gross annual revenue and do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good to you, then we invite you to join us in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. The League is a community of highly intelligent, goal-oriented, and driven women law firm owners who are excited to support one another on their journeys to becoming wealthy women lawyers. We'll be sharing so much in the league in the coming year, including the exclusive million dollar law firm framework that until now, I've only shared with my private one-to-one clients. For more information and to join us, go now to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash league. That's www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash league. League is spelled L-E-A-G-U-E. We look forward to seeing you soon in the league.